Through innovation, academic excellence, and family-centered clinical care, Children's Mercy Kansas City is transforming outcomes for children around the world. Welcome to the audio interview series, Transformational Pediatrics, with host, Dr. Michael Smith. Welcome to Transformational Pediatrics. I'm Dr. Michael Smith, and our topic is the ketogenic diet, an effective non-medication treatment for intractable epilepsy. My guest is Dr. Ahmed Abdelmoidi. Dr. Abdelmoidi is chief of, of the section of epilepsy and neurophysiology at Children's Mercy Kansas City, where he also serves as director of the Clinical Neurophysiology Fellowship Program. Dr. Abdelmoidi, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. So how common is epilepsy in children? So um, it varies by country. Here in the United States, um, it varies between 0.8 to 1% of uh, the population uh, will have um, epilepsy. And uh, it has two peaks. The first peak happens in the first uh, one to two years of life. And later on in life, uh, around 80s and 70s years of age, uh, that's when uh, it takes another peak. So um, as you can tell, epilepsy is a very, or in general, epilepsy starts more in the younger age group. And um, patients tend to continue on a life with their, with their diagnosis of epilepsy. Yeah. And what are the common treatments uh, used today? So depending on the type of epilepsy, there are two big uh, main types of epilepsy, um, which are uh, the focal epilepsy, which all the seizures are coming out of one focus, uh, or the generalized epilepsy. So um, typically the first line of treatments are going to always be medications. Uh, second line will always be medications. And when you get to the third line, and this is when we start calling it refractory epilepsy, which is failing to respond to two or more uh, properly dosed, properly chosen anti-epileptic medications, despite which the patient continues to have seizures. And that's when you start to go uh, for non-pharmacological um, treatments. And that, that, so obviously that, that leads us into the topic of, of our discussion, the ketogenic diet. What exactly is that type of diet and how does it work? So ketogenic diet, um, in our normal American diet, uh, we roughly eat about four parts carbohydrates to one part fat and protein. Um, in the ketogenic diet, we're trying to alter um, the brain metabolism. We're trying to alter the brain fill. So this, the, the main two substrates for the brain are uh, glucose and ketone bodies. Um, glucose um, accounts for um, the majority of uh, the need uh, for our brains to do its functions, uh, while the ketone body, simply because of um, its lack of availability in uh, our normal diet, um, kind of becomes a secondary um, substrate. Um, with the ketogenic diet, we alter that ratio where... Um, the majority of the diet becomes uh, out of fat, um, up to four parts fat to one part carbohydrate and protein. And doing that, we're shunting a lot of that acetyl-CoA, which normally would go into the Krebs cycle, um, going through the gluconeogenesis and um, through um, uh, releasing energy through that glucose. We're shunting it over into um, forming ketone bodies. And with that, we're, we're providing a, a different, yet been proven to be a better alternative fuel for um for the brain, um, through which it's been shown to be um, anti-epileptic. It also improves quality of life significantly by providing a better, um, healthier form of, um, of energy to the brain. And do we know exactly, though, so switching over to the, to the ketone bodies as an energy source for the brain, how is that treating epilepsy? How does it actually work? Do we know? Or are there some theories about this? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, the short answer is we don't know the exact mechanism of action. Uh, however, there are a number of different hypotheses or a number of different theories, um, uh, which, which kind of make, uh, make uh, good sense. Um, with shunting um, acetyl-CoA outside the Krebs cycle, we're reducing the amount of um, uh, aspartate or aspartic acid, which is uh, one of the 
excitatory neurotransmitters. Um, it also goes into the formation of glutamic acid, which is the main excitatory neurotransmitter. Right. So those right there, I'm reducing the two main excitatory neurotransmitters that help or further make the brain at risk to have seizures. On top of that, through the ketogenic diet, um, I'm also shunting uh, more towards the gamma aminobutyric acid, or GABA, which is um, the main inhibitor neurotransmitter. And um, so by doing that, um, I'm not just um, decreasing the amount of um, excitation, I'm also increasing the amount of inhibition uh, to the brain. And um, I don't want this to be confused with uh, bad inhibition. It's uh, basically bringing equilibrium back to its normal right, level. Right. Um, typically, kids who have epilepsy, they have a problem with this equilibrium. Um, uh, neurotransmitters or things, quote-unquote, that would excite the brain and others that would inhibit sure. the brain. And with the introduction of the ketone bodies, it kind of brings this equilibrium back to its, um, its baseline, back to its um, normal. Yeah. yeah, we're starting to hear more in, in, in the field of um, psychiatry and neurology of this idea of a of an excitatory to inhibitory ratio, an EI ratio, and we're just we're improving that ratio overall with the ketogenic diet. That seems to be the leading theories. Is that kind of a, a way to think of it? Absolutely, absolutely. That's exactly, and that's why uh, you know it's it started. This is by the way, this is not a new uh, treatment. It's not a new therapy. Um, it's been used um, um, before um, before even modern medicine. Uh, Hippocrates right. um, described uh, a case where patients were put on strict water diet. Um, and their seizures got better. So what was happening there is uh, because of their, their fasting, their because of lack of any um, um, uh, metabolism uh, or, la- or treat metabolism, I should say, uh, that's when ketone bodies started happening. Um, even in the um, in the uh, uh, 1500s, uh, there was a serum physician describing uh, putting patients on high fat diets um, have led to improving seizures. So um, ancient Egyptians uh, used to think that epilepsy is related to um, um, bad spirits and demons, uh, and they used to walk patients for days, uh, and with walking them, uh, they, would not, they would not see them, so that fasting led to development of ketones, and there are reports of, um, of those patients getting better by being, quote-unquote, walked. Um, it's not because of the walking, but it's because of the formation of the ketone bodies, which um, exactly brings back that equilibrium. So now it's... Um, it's used for different other um, uh, conditions in, uh, in, in neurology, including Alzheimer's disease, uh, multiple sclerosis. Um, not so it's, it's starting to be even expanding more far beyond um, epilepsy now. Yeah, it's interesting. I remember in, in the 70s and 80s, people talked more about the ketogenic diet. It kind of fell out of favor, but it does seem to be coming back. As we understand a little bit more of that excitatory to inhibitory balance in the brain, now, what about, so when a child starts the ketogenic diet, um, do you also try to reintroduce some of the medications at that point, or is it just you're controlling it purely by diet? Yeah, so that's, an, uh, that's a good question. So um, typically, um, like I mentioned, uh, the diet will never be a first-line treatment uh, because of the risk-benefit ratio. Um, so typically, patients will get started on a ketogenic diet. They already are on uh, probably at least two seizure medications, and um, to see the efficacy of the diet and to make sure that we... Uh, we assess tolerability. The diet gets started in addition to the medications. And um, as time goes by, typically by three to six months of being in the ketogenic diet, we reassess the fever frequency, the quality of life improvement. And depending on how the patients are doing, a lot of them, actually up to 80%, we're able to wean some of the medications down. Uh, we're not, um, we don't always uh, stop all seizure medications because of the seizures um, do not all the time 100% stop. Right. Uh, but we're, for the most part, about 80% of the patients were able to wean some of the medications or at least take one or two of the medications they're on, uh, because now the ketogenic diet is replacing the anti-epileptic effect of those medications. 
So you, you've mentioned a couple times improvement in quality of life, and I think that's an important discussion here. So you find when children uh, follow the ketogenic diet, uh, they, there's no developmental issues? Um, they're growing, they're gaining weight. Is all that still happening? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so in, in general, let me, let me take a step back, um, and I'll come back to that question. So in general, treatment of epilepsy, uh, uh, when a kid gets first diagnosed with epilepsy, our goal, our treatment goal is seizure-free and side-effect-free. And that's when the kid is on one medication, two medications, or up to three seizure medications. Um, past that point, uh, which happens in about 35% of the patients, so a third of the patients with epilepsy will continue to have pharmacoresistant or drug-resistant epilepsy or refractory epilepsy, all synonymous. Uh, names for medic for seizures that are not responding to the seizure medications. At that point, that's when we need to go for a non-pharmacological option, ketogenic diet being one of them. And at that point also, that's when the goal changes or the goal uh, alters a little bit from being seizure-free and side-effect-free to getting the best quality of life, what I call the sweet spot. So, um, And that means minimizing seizures to its bare minimum. Whatever that bare minimum will be, some kids might have 100 seizures a day. If I'm able to get seizures down to one a week, that's a significant improvement in seizures. Um, and also with that, uh, we are very keen and, and careful to make sure that quality of life improves with attention, with development, with cognitive behavior, with academic performance, um, uh, all of the above. So ketogenic diet has been shown to significantly improve quality of life uh, across the board, where um, over 90% of patients uh, in our uh, studies, or in our published literature here from Children's Mercy Hospital, shows that uh, quality of life improved at least by 50% uh, from baseline. Uh, other centers, another big center is uh, the one in Johns Hopkins in Maryland. Uh, they're reporting um, in about in the 70% of the, uh, the patients, their, their quality of life significantly improved. So, yes, it does significantly improve. And um, I think it's, um, or not I think, we know that it's multifactorial. Um, a, because theaters are less, um, happening less, so it's better controlled, and that gives more energy to the brain to start um, uh, focusing more in development and in um, in uh, attention and so forth, uh, a lot of times uh, reducing the seizure medications, that alleviates a lot of the side effects, which um, a lot of times hinders the development and, uh, and the quality of life. So um, it's been shown across pretty much all studies um, how significantly ketogenic diet improves uh, quality of life, which is not something that happens with all right. seizure medications. Yeah, that's that's interesting, and that's good news to hear. So the Comprehensive Epilep uh, Epilepsy Center at Children's Mercy, you you actually in this program have a professional chef. Is that correct? What, is that unique that is, to your program? It is very unique to our program, actually, and it's um, it's one of those things that uh, it it makes us. Um, we, we are one of the largest programs in the in the country, actually, around the world, um, uh, preventing the ketogenic diet. And uh, one of the one of the issues, one of the um, problems we sometimes face uh, during the ketogenic diet, uh, with all its efficacy, with all its greatness, is um, compliance or adherence, where the patients might not be able to continue to um, to eat the content of the diet. Um, and that's when um, I approached administration and they agreed to have a ketogenic diet chef, and she's made a huge, tremendous nice. difference in, yeah. uh, in our kids' lives. Um, the having um, uh, things on the menu, including pizza, um, uh, peanut butter sandwiches, cupcakes, things that. Uh, are not on any traditional um, ketogenic diet menu. However, because how she makes them out of special ingredients, uh, coconut flour, um, using uh, some macadamia um, uh, grinds and, and uh, some other ingredients that um, kids are, a lot of times, actually are continuing to eat, to be able to eat uh, pasta and things that they, uh, they, they like. So uh, it did make a huge difference, in especially our teenage um, group, uh, right. patient group, uh, that made a big, big, huge difference. And we even set a kitchen at in the hospital uh, to show the families how to cook those meals, how to do the prepare the ingredients, we provide them with the menus. Um, so for breakfast, uh, they'll Very have nice. uh, yeah a set of like 
10.15, lunch and dinner, same thing, yeah. So I do want to mention, too, that the Comprehensive Epilepsy Center at Children's Mercy is a Level 4 center, uh, which is recognized by the National Association of Epilepsy, Epilepsy Centers. So, Dr. Abdomoidi, thanks for coming on, and thanks for the good work that you are doing. You're listening to Transformational Pediatrics with Children's Mercy Kansas City. For more information, you can go to childrensmercy.org. That's childrensmercy.org. I'm Dr. Michael Smith. Thanks for listening.